Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ladies, have you been led astray? Did you diddle where maybe you shouldn't have dabbled? Have you been unfaithful to your husband, wife, partner, main squeeze? Well, there's a judgment-free podcast just for you. Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity, hosted by Rebecca Adams, tells the stories of these women from their perspective, anonymously and without judgment. I met the first man I had an emotional affair with online. He was far away, but he provided me with all of the emotional validation that my marriage was lacking. The first time we talked, he showed an interest in me as a person. It was refreshing. If you need to come clean, get it off your chest, confess your sins with no Hail Marys required, then Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity is the podcast for you. And remember, it's completely anonymous and judgment-free. Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe today. indeed it is the big broadcast it is coast to coast it is border to border it is iheart radio today and uh good lord that just like in and out pretty damn quick good lord uh we are gonna go to dan perkins we are gonna go to iql rizzoli we are gonna go to uh josh bernstein and uh we are going to have quite the conversation today. Uh, get a hold of us online at jiggyjaguar.com. It's J-I-G-G-Y-J-G-Y-R.com. So we are going to see... We're going to get things going here with uh, the boys, as they say. The boys of summer! Actually, it's middle of winter. Uh, but... It'll all work. It'll all work out in the end. I think we got Dan Perkins. We might have IQ. IQ is standing by for me to get to him. Okay. It'll it'll connect to him, hopefully. Maybe. Hello. There we are. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> by the way, Dan is also there. Yes. Dan, Dan, Dan is on with us. Just <laughs> um, for IQ. I have a different shirt on today. <laughs> yes, I love it. Tell you, I, I for death. IQ, life. IQ loves all of Dan's shirts, and uh, if you, uh, you know, D- Dan, Dan might have to start a uh, a, a fashion line. 
and uh, have that on blacksandwhites.com. Uh, <laughs> I have, I, uh, in uh, the house we're living in now, we had custom closets built, and I have a special section for shirts. Um, the last time I counted, I had enough shirts to wear a new one every day for six weeks. Holy smokes. And my wife asked me this yesterday morning, so what shirt do you want for Christmas? I said, I don't think I can squeeze another one in. <laughs> well, she said, throw some away. Let's start over. I said, okay, I'll do that. <laughs> so, We do not have a guest with us for our first. Well, actually, hold on a second. We we don't have a guest scheduled. Uh, So it is it is just uh, if and I don't know where Josh went. We had Josh earlier Um, and uh, it was just going to be the the, the three of us uh, for the hour. Um, Since we won't be on uh, next week due to the Christmas holiday. Um, we might as well do a, uh, and, you know, maybe, maybe what we want for Christmas. I talked with Sandra Lee earlier today. She said she wants Trump to come back in a Santa suit. And, uh, <laughs> I don't exactly know if that would be, <laughs> if that okay, would be so, anything. So let's, just, let's just take, take a moment here and get our itineraries. Okay. Yes. Next week is, um, we would be Tuesday, which would be three days from Christmas. Yes, yes. We're not going to do next Tuesday? We will not do next Tuesday. We will not do next Tuesday. We are, we are not? We will not be on next Tuesday, but we'll be on the following Tuesday for our year-end review show. So. Okay. All right. Okay. I just needed to know, so, so depending on where am I am in the country, I know where I need to be uh, at, at a certain time. So. Yes, yes. We got that. Okay. So, so, so listen, go I wait on holiday for a month. I, w- I will be back on the 15th of January. So you're leaving, this, this is your last show till the middle of January. Till the middle of January. Yeah, I'll be wow. away till the 15th of January. Well. So I'm going to get along without you, IQ. I don't know. How, well, how are we going to do this, very happy IQ. without me, I'm sure. <laughs> no, no. I, you're my friend. I miss you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Honestly, I mean it. <laughs> okay, so, we'll, we'll try and manage, you know, you... But you're, you're leaving us a big vacuum there. That's right. Tim and I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if I can find uh, a guest host or, or a guest co-host to uh, to hang with Dan. Um, but, um, Dan, what, 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 what do you think about this Mark Meadows thing? I think this is the most ridiculous deal. Uh, him being called by this committee. Uh, I'm like, don't we have other things where, you know, we just had a tornado hit somewhere in the middle of, uh, you know, the middle of the winter when tornadoes don't hit. Maybe we ought to be addressing other things other than, oh my God, Mark Meadows needs to testify. <laughs> well, we have the we have the the leader of the country. One is acknowledging the tornadoes, blames it all on uh, climate change, which was terribly inappropriate as a, as a support mechanism to say to the American people who lost 80, some people who lost their lives and their families, hundreds of thousands of families lost homes or homes damaged, 
I don't think that's the time to be talking about global climate change. Yeah. As it relates to meadows, it re- relates to meadows. Most, I'm going to say some things, Jim, that most people do not know. This is not a committee of the House. This is a committee of Democrats because there are no Republicans on this committee. In fact, Nancy Pelosi, when the Republican leader submitted who he wanted to have on the House for that committee, she said no. So there are no Republicans. So this is not a bipartisan starting straight up. This is not a bipartisan committee. Number one. Number two, I find it reprehensible that we are spending hundreds of thousands, if not tens of millions of taxpayer dollars on investigating what happened on January the 6th, and we have spent nothing on the 50 to 60 riots that took place the previous summer, where people were killed, billions of dollars of property were destroyed, policemen were injured, firemen were injured, we're not saying squat about it. Yep. So uh, I think it's ludicrous that we're having the hearings. It's another example of trying to distract the American people away from the reality, as we just talked a few moments ago, about a 9.6% increase in producer prices for the, for the month, preceded by a 6.8% consumer price index. And, you know, the Democrats, I believe, Jim, and IQ and I were just starting to talk about it when we were in the green room. <laughs> I, think, I think the Democrat, he says, he, he doesn't understand uh, why the Democrats are, can't see that the American people in the middle of the country, between the, the flyover area, why the people in the middle of the America don't uh, don't do something about what's going on? The Democrats, normally speaking, on a historical basis, would react as would the Republicans, with the kind of decline in the first ten months, twelve months of a presidential term, with the kind of that the president are getting, would probably try and do some things to try and turn it around, if they cared. And this is the thing that the people who want to criticize the Democrats for what they're doing don't fundamentally understand that they don't care what America thinks. They think that America is too stupid to make the decisions that need to be made, and only they can make them. And if the American people get angry with the president for the decisions that he's making, which he believes and the Democratic Party believes are the best things to do for this country, they don't care. So you've got two different viewpoints. One on on the right that thinks that these things are bad, and they are, and that the Democrats should realize that they're bad and want to change to do something for the good. On the left, they don't care what the Republicans or anybody else thinks because they realize that the Republicans and the rest of the people 
are idiots and don't really understand what it means to be able to govern a country and control a country. And so the Democrats don't care. I don't think that the Democrats, the majority of the Democrats in the Congress and in the Senate, care whether they get reelected next year or not. It's not important to them. They have an agenda for America. They are committed, heart and soul, to that agenda, regardless of what the consequences are if they don't get it. But they're, they're not, they don't really care. So we, we can't be logical when we're having discussions about why the Democrats are doing what they're doing, because we have to admit to ourselves that no matter what we say to them, they're not changing their tune. They're not changing what they want to do. They have an agenda that they want to do that they think is necessary for them to fundamentally change America while they're in control. And if they lose control in 2023, so be it. Who cares? And so that's the point. We, we have to understand that we have a passion that we think things should change. They don't have the passion that things that should change the way the left wants or the right wants it. They are going to change it the way they want it, and they don't care. They don't care what we think. I don't care what the, the mainstream uh, Democratic Party thinks. You know, the... And they don't, and they're not willing to come clean and tell the truth to the American people. For example, they can't give tell the truth because I mean everything is collapsing. By the way, James, on your show many times I said your index, the increase in inflation would be ten percent, according to Dan. Already is nine percent already. They said it right to it because uh, what goes to the producers first winds up to the consumer next. Yeah. And there'll be, a, a, there'll be a markup. If the producers' prices went up 9.6%, they're not going to raise the prices to consumers 96 they They're going to raise it or something more. But I'm going to go back to my point. My point was that, that they're not telling the truth. It's like when when Bill Clinton stood out the, at the podium, looked into the camera and said to the American people, I did not have, shaking his finger, I did not have sex with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. And he lied to the American people. And, but the American people believed him because he was the president and presidents don't lie. They trust the presidents. But what we have here is a situation where the president, such as he is, uh, doesn't care how many mistakes he makes, how many gaffes he makes, uh, he doesn't care because he's there specifically, they say he's there for as a stakeholder. That's a wrong assumption. He's there because he has the mission of trying to finish what Obama started to redesign and redevelop America. And as a result, they don't care what it takes. Uh, we had today a release, final release, from the Con Congressional Budget Office on what the true cost, as constructed right now, of Build Back America will cost America. 
$4.5 trillion. Not the $1.75 that the Democrats are saying, but $4.5 trillion. Manchin is absolutely, oh, I gotta be careful what I say there, I don't wanna <laughs> use any extras, but he's, he's seriously upset. Yes. So, um, I, and the fact that he voted with the Republicans to overturn the, uh, the, the mandate on vaccinations, um, and, and other Democrats voted over the weekend in that. Um, may not pass the House, but it might pass the House because uh, there's only a four to five vote swing. You might get four or five Democrats to go the other way. My point is that there is, they don't believe the president, and he doesn't care. He doesn't care that the American people believe him to be a liar and a thief and that what he's doing is lying to them on the cost of Build Back Better and, and that the administration is in chaos. He doesn't care. He wants his Green New Deal because in his mind and in his heart and soul, that's what has to be done to save the world. I Ladies, have you been led astray? Did you diddle where maybe you shouldn't have dabbled? Have you been unfaithful to your husband, wife, partner, main squeeze? Well, there's a judgment-free podcast just for you. Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity, hosted by Rebecca Adams, tells the stories of these women from their perspective, anonymously and without judgment. I met the first man I had an emotional affair with online. He was far away, but he provided me with all of the emotional validation that my marriage was lacking. The first time we talked, he showed an interest in me as a person. It was refreshing. If you need to come clean, get it off your chest, confess your sins with no Hail Marys required, then Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity is the podcast for you. And remember, it's completely anonymous and judgment-free. Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity, is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe today. IQ, what do you think about this? 100% agreed. They don't give a damn. They never did. Ever. I've never known Democrats care for America. Ever. Starting with Obama. Especially with Obama. He said he wanted to change America, he did. He destroyed America single-handedly in eight years. I never changed my mind about this subject, ever. Single-handedly, this piece of garbage, a Muslim, changed America. They did a, they did a special report on the vice president to, to try and help the American people what she was been doing out of the limelight. And you know what they, they presented? All the renovations she made in the vice president's office. New carpeting, new drapes, new paintings, new furniture. Took a lot of time. So she's been very busy getting her office ready for her to be there. But I heard a very interesting comment this morning. You gotta think about this after I say it. Kamala Harris is Joe Biden's insurance policy 
to complete his first term. Now, what that means is nobody wants her for president. So they're not going to do anything to get rid of Joe. She's not going to invoke the 25th Amendment because she's never going to get enough votes in the cabinet to take him out. So she's dead in the water. And as long as she's there, she is Joe Biden's insurance policy that if he lives, he will finish out his first term. Whether he runs a second term depends on whether or not Build Back Better gets passed, if it doesn't get passed. Um, and we haven't heard much about the possible vote on that in a long time. And it was supposedly going to be voted on by Christmas, but I'm not sure with a little over a week to go. I don't know when they adjourn for the Christmas break, but uh, it may not get past this this fiscal year, so or this calendar year. So I, I just think that it's it's it'll be interesting to see. He's going to Kentucky on Thursday to visit the people affected by the tornadoes. It'll be interesting to see how he handles himself. And uh, somebody would probably want to ask, well, Mr. President, why haven't you gone to the wall? You can go to the damage and the destruction in Kentucky. Why can't you go to the wall and the border? So. Nobody would ask that question. It's too intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody will ask that well, question. Uh, it's too intelligent. That is awesome. <laughs> Where are you headed for a month, IQ? America. Really? Really? Yeah. yeah. Are you going to get your green card? Uh huh. That's why I'm coming. Oh. Wow. Yeah. And then you're going back to London. And then are you gonna? Are you going to eventually move here? Yeah, but I have to. I've got no choice. If I don't move within a year, I lose my green card. How long do you have to stay here with a green card? A minimum of a year. So you have to, you have to move from London. Yeah. I've, first of all, I've got to come to America to find out what I can do. You know, what can I buy? Can I buy a flat, uh, an apartment? Can I rent an apartment? Because, you know, I have my apartment in England. I own it. I have no mortgage. I have so, leasehold, I have freehold. For you to sublease it? I can sublet it, yes. Can you find, you can find users for it? There's no question about that. I can sublet it, no question. Okay. Because two other apartments in the same building, they're subletting. Okay. So uh, what's it go for to let, let it? About $2,000 a month. $2,000 a month. How big is it? 500 to 600 square feet. It's one bedroom. It's a phone booth. Well, in American term, yes, it's a phone booth. <laughs> oh my You're God. Right. But in England, this is worth maybe 600,000 pounds. Wow. About $700,000. Wow. Yes. So, where are you going to go? Do you know where you're going to sell? I will not sell. I don't want to sell. I want to buy. Oh, are you going to sell? Where are you going to settle? Settle yeah, where, in where, America. Where, where, Long Island. Long Island, New York. Long Island, baby. It's very residential. The, the mafia are there, so I'd like to join them. You know, wow. there, there is Why? going to be. Long Island is not bad. 
Uh, you're going to pick the first state to go to. Listen, I might come to Florida. I don't know. We'll see. You want to pay ungodly taxes, income taxes, ungodly real estate taxes if you're going to buy something, and and, and, and live in Long Island. Um, Long wow. Island. Not that good idea, is it? You know, <laughs> if 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 you end up in, in Long Island, you're you're gonna end up giving me reason to go out to the Exotica convention in April. Uh, that's on 420, out in New Jersey. Because <laughs> I'll have to go. You, you I'll have there? to visit you. <laughs> she will be there. You can you can bet on that. <laughs> Do you, what do you want to do? you want to do something other than just sightsee for a year? What, what do you want to do? No, first of all, I've got to gauge what are my chances. I mean, I'm retiring at the moment. I'm still working. Okay. Um, I'm not much older than you, or not far away from your your age. I'm 76. Well, you're a bit higher than I am. <laughs> a bit higher. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's an interesting way to put it. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, but um, do you have a sponsor in the United States? Oh yeah, that's how that's how I got my green card. I got sponsor. And is the sponsor live in Long Island? Yeah. So you got to be near your sponsor, huh? Right. Because even the green card will go to my sponsor to pick it up. So, so, so what I don't understand is. You've been spent. You spent seven hundred years to get this green card. Well, I waited two years to get the green card. Seems like seven hundred to me. But anyway, um, <laughs> but you made the decision some number of years ago that you wanted to come here. Yes. Listen, it's just an opportunity. I would like to come to America and become a citizen. I've got family there. I've yeah. got friends there. But somebody once said, there's an old proverb. Go on. If you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. Correct. It's not as if I don't know where I'm going. I know exactly where I'm going. It's whether I want to to finish the, the journey and end up there. That's all. But, but are you thinking that you're going to try and look for work or no 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 work no can't i can't find a job in america no way because because of the type of business i'm in i manage properties well we have a lot of real estate in the united states listen how many how many managers of property over 70 do you know I don't know any managers of property. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's why. <laughs> I don't know of any managers of property. People, people retire at 60, 65. Well, okay. So, so I would, I, okay. So are you going to, are you, do you think that the, the nature of managing property in the United States is the same? In fact, at the moment, I'm scared. I'm worried because the property prices went up in America at last 50 to 60 percent now. I know. I know. Yes, I know you know. So do I. That's what worries me. <laughs> what, I was, what I was going to say, do you think that it's different managing property in what is potentially the most expensive city in the world, London, 
is different than managing property in New York or California? Manage, no, management is not difficult. I can manage it in China also if they allow me. I'm good at this job. Uh, job. I'm very good. I've been doing it for over 25 years. So you think it's your age is against you? Oh yeah, of course. But they can't, you're, not allowed to, you're not allowed to discriminate in employment based on age in the United States. But I don't know about that. I mean, all I'm telling you... That, they can't, they cannot hire you because of your age. If you have the physical ability to do the job... I have the physical ability. They I can't, have the mental ability. They can't say to you... Because my doctor in England asked me, when do you retire? I said, well, I drop dead. <laughs> me too. And he understood exactly what I'm saying. I mean, really, to retire without having an objective in life is committing suicide. Yes. Absolutely. That's why I, I want to make sure that I have an objective in life. So uh, when you when you get settled in, yes, of course. I mean, this is an exploration. I have to go back to London after I explore my. When you go, when you go now, and and you go and you leave and you come over to the United States. Are you coming over on this? You said you'd be there, be uh, here until the 15th of January. That's a holiday. I understand, but so then you're headed back to England to make your yeah. final arrangements, and you're coming. So when would your year start? Maybe in the August, September next year. So then you, would you come in before that, or would you wait until no, August? Because, you see, I have to do, I have to come within a year. Okay. Well, when you get when you figure out where you're going to be, I'll come see you. I appreciate that. I mean it. I appreciate that. That's okay. awesome. That's right. awesome. We Mr. Josh. We have we have Josh. We have Mr. Josh Bernstein. Uh, we were just talking about IQ. Uh, apparently, is going to be coming to the United States, and uh, he is going to settle. He's looking to settle in, of all places, Long Island. <laughs> oh wait. Why Long Island? <laughs> because the mafia is there. That's the mafia is there. <laughs> Your sponsor lives there. Your sponsor the lives there. As a hitman. <laughs> hey, I would love to do that. I promise you. I you got to move to a state where you can get guns. New York is not one of them. <laughs> well, I don't know. The, the Come out to Arizona. Get, the, the, the criminals are getting their guns. I can get the same. He's he's come he's, out to Arizona where you can walk into a gun store. Pick out anything you want, fill out a couple of forms, and get it over the counter within 30 minutes. I'll go to Arizona and do it then. There you go. <laughs> he is—he—he—he he, he basically is—is is, I guess his sponsor for his green card lives in Long Island. Oh, okay. So that's why. We think he bought the green card in the black market from the mafia. Maybe to be cheaper. I don't know. I'm pretty sure there's a pretty large uh, Muslim population there in New York. But not in Long Island, no. Not in Long Island. You're going to be a token Muslim in, in Long Island, huh? Sorry? You're going to be a token? Ladies, have you been led astray? Did you diddle where maybe you shouldn't have dabbled? Have you been unfaithful to your husband, wife, partner, main squeeze? Well, there's a judgment-free podcast just for you. 
Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity, hosted by Rebecca Adams, tells the stories of these women from their perspective, anonymously and without judgment. I met the first man I had an emotional affair with online. He was far away, but he provided me with all of the emotional validation that my marriage was lacking. The first time we talked, he showed an interest in me as a person. It was refreshing. If you need to come clean, get it off your chest, confess your sins with no Hail Marys required, then Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity is the podcast for you. And remember, it's completely anonymous and judgment-free. Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe today. Muslim. You're the token I'm Muslim. Going to I'm going to investigate the first mosque I see. It's pretty easy to get from the five boroughs into Long Island, though. Only cost, you know, five, ten bucks or whatever it is in uh, <laughs> in uh, subway fare or whatever. So remember, I'm originally from New Jersey. I know New York and New Jersey and all that area pretty well. So come out to the southwest. That's what I would do. Yes. So that way Maybe you can get as many guns there. as you yeah. need. See, I think actually what you need to do is, is put a stick in the ground with your Long Island as your as your home base, and then you need to spend the year traveling the America. Yes. In different parts of the country. Uh, listen, then, I, I have so many people to meet in America. You you wouldn't believe. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I mean, why not? You are one of them. Josh is another one. James is another one. I've got maybe 20, 30 people. Well, well how you can go out to Kansas. There ain't nobody out there. But There's me. nobody out here but me. <laughs> hey, it's my wife to come and see you. I don't care. So, um, so, so, Josh, uh, we were talking about this Mark Meadows mass earlier. Apparently, now the House is to vote on Meadows' criminal contempt. Why in the world are they wasting everyone's time? <laughs> Sorry, my, uh, what, may I interrupt one, one question? Yes, go they ahead. They say he is insulting Congress, right? But yeah, I think the main Congress. reason that insult- they are doing this no, but is to Congress prevent... Is contempt. They're doing this to prevent insulting? the next incursion into the Capitol from the people. And they're afraid of us. They're afraid of the American people. And they understand that we're not afraid of our government. And we are just as armed, if not more armed, than our government. And therefore, I think they're doing this as a decoy, as a, uh, you know, hey, don't don't mess with us. This is what we'll do to you type of situation. Meanwhile, the entire sham, Reichstag sham is what I've been calling it, is illegitimate. And it's illegal and it's unconstitutional because it wasn't even voted on through Congress. And that's been pointed out by numerous people. So the fact that Lizard Cheney has decided to read text messages, private text messages to the public, she's open for liability, civil uh, liability right there. She can be sued for that, defamation. Uh, privacy rights issues, a whole bunch of different things. I think between Mark Meadows and Steve Bannon, and actually even my buddy Roger Stone, um, they're going to shut down this committee. They're going to shut it down legally because it is illegal to even have this committee. Now, if they would have voted through the entire House of Representatives, then it would have had at least some legitimacy. But right now, it doesn't have any legitimacy. 
other than it was established by Nancy Pelosi. But that doesn't mean anything. She's I'm, not. Who is she? Speaker, the speaker of the House that can't speak? I mean, she doesn't have any real authority. Well, I don't know about that. She doesn't. Point blank. What she has done is unconstitutional and illegal. You cannot just decide to have a committee out of nowhere without being voted through Congress. That's the rules. So, again, they broke their own rules, and nobody's holding them accountable for it. Perhaps maybe the people that are being targeted this time will. So they're going to they're going to indict Meadows and probably Bannon, right? Of contempt of Congress. Yeah, you can get those indictments in, in the in a crackerjack box. They're <laughs> not worth anything. Okay, they're not worth anything. Neither one of them are going to go to jail. Neither one of them are going to do any time. Because they're going to fight it, and their lawyers are going to win. Because the whole thing is a sham, and they're going to win. And I'm very confident of that. And well, not to mention the fact that Bannon is taking it to a whole other level. He's going, okay, fine. Let's get it. Let's get all the information out. How about now we divulge all of your interests? Tell us where you got your information. Who did you talk to? What do your emails look like? What do your phone calls look like? And that is all legal to do, by the way. Remember, he's being uh, subpoenaed. He's the one that's being investigated. So he has the right to defend himself through discovery with his litigation team. And it's going to blow up the entire thing. And when it does, they're going to have egg on their face. But the the practical reality is that um, the vast majority of Americans have no idea what this is about. And um, if it takes six months, a year, or past the midterm elections, and if the Democrats lose control of the House, who's going to care about what this committee was trying to do? That's another excellent point. You're absolutely correct. Um, I want to see, you know, Republicans, when they win, uh, I want to see them go after Liz Cheney. I want to see them go after Kinzinger. I want to see them go after Benny Thompson and Nancy Pelosi and anybody else that was part of this entire sham. I want to see them go after Adam Schiff. You know, these people have run amok of the Constitution for far too long. And we need to weed out the rhinos, get real conservatives in there that are willing to subpoena people, indict people, and charge people with crimes, because clearly there have been numerous crimes committed in the last two years. Right. I, I think one of the one of the mistakes this is my opinion, I'm not a lawyer. Uh, but one of the, the one of the things I think that the Democrats made a mistake is the they came up with the idea that they could impeach a private citizen. The president was out of office, and the House committee impeached him. They didn't didn't win the impeachment vote in the Senate. But um, that is a a bigger usurpation of power than, than almost anything else. So that if the House can impeach a former president who was a private citizen, then a new house should have the right to go into all of those members of the committee. 
You got it. Every single person that voted for an impeachment against a private citizen should be charged with abuse of power. Yep. And they should go to prison. Yep. Every single one of them. That's what should happen. You're absolutely correct. And, you know, look, I've said this before. I actually had a conversation this Saturday night. I was at a Christmas party and Andy Biggs, Congressman Andy Biggs was there. And, and I've met him a couple times before. And I had a chance to speak with him just privately one on one for about five minutes or so before he had to go. And I was able to tell him about my contract from big government. And he seemed pretty receptive to what I was telling him. And so he was telling me that the HFC, the House Freedom Caucus, is going to be rolling something out soon. I would assume sometime in January or February, they're going to roll something out. I don't know what kind of contract it is. He didn't get into details, but we exchanged numbers. And I told him, I said, I'd love to help you crafting future legislation. I've got a lot of interesting ideas that you guys can run on because I explained to him, look, Republicans' strategy for 2022 is don't do anything, don't make any sudden moves, don't say anything, don't fight back, just let the Democrats implode, and then we'll barely squeak by with 20 to 25 seats. We'll win the majority. We'll be back in power, but we won't have any real power. So we'll just be able to monitor the decay until 2024. And I told him that, and he said, Josh, you're absolutely right. That is exactly what my colleagues are telling me that they are planning on doing. And I said, that can't work. I said, if we're going to save this country, we've got to get a robust amount of victories in the House and the Senate, enough to overcome Cousin Vito so that we can actually pass legislation in the next two years to undo the damage that has been caused to the United States of America in time for 2024. And he's like, I totally agree with you. Reach out to my office and uh, we'll discuss it further. So we'll see what happens. Um, I don't know. I'm going to try to follow up with that uh, later on this week. But, you know, we need a contract from big government. Well, I, I, uh, Josh, I've been, I've been saying something along with what you're saying for some time. And I'm saying to people that there is, there is a large number of conservative Republicans, not in elections, in office, but just people, who think that if we win the midterm election, all is, all is, all is good. And I keep saying to them, no, because Joe Biden continues to control the White House and Remember that Barack Obama said, I don't need the Congress. I've got a phone and a pen. I do whatever I want. So even if they lose control of the House and the Senate in the midterms, is not going to stop Joe Biden. What, Unless. We, what we have to have is a veto-proof control of the House and the Senate. Because then we can, then we can get control of the executive branch. Because we can do executive orders and, and knock them down. But I don't. I, I, I don't hear a lot of people saying that. They they're talking about we, we get we get control of the House and the Senate. We can and try to work on the presidency in 2024. No, it's not. Um, you got to if you're going to clean house, you got to clean house. Exactly. And Dan, I'm glad to hear you say that because I'm I'm glad that you understand and agree. And it's it's kind of frightening how many people, especially in media, 
that don't even understand what you just articulated and what I just talked about here. How do they not understand how things work? You have to have a robust, you know, veto-proof majority in the House and a veto-proof majority in the Senate. And I believe that that takes 86 seats in the House and at least eight seats in the Senate in order to do it. Because you do have rhinos, you do have the Mitt Romneys, you know, uh, Lisa Murkowski hopefully is out because it looks like uh, Kelly uh, Tishabaka or whatever her last name is, is uh, hopefully going to win that seat for the Senate in Alaska. Um, And uh, so, you know, you're going to eliminate it. Ladies, have you been led astray? Did you diddle where maybe you shouldn't have dabbled? Have you been unfaithful to your husband, wife, partner, main squeeze? Well, there's a judgment-free podcast just for you. Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity, hosted by Rebecca Adams, tells the stories of these women from their perspective, anonymously and without judgment. I met the first man I had an emotional affair with online. He was far away, but he provided me with all of the emotional validation that my marriage was lacking. The first time we talked, he showed an interest in me as a person. It was refreshing. If you need to come clean, get it off your chest, confess your sins with no Hail Marys required, then Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity is the podcast for you. And remember, it's completely anonymous and judgment-free. Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe today. couple of them, but you still have the Marco Rubios. You know, you still have the Lindsey Grahams. You still have many of these other rhinos that are still hanging around, including, unfortunately, Mitt Romney. So, we have to stop their agenda cold. And the only way to do that is to give the patriots that are pissed off, the MAGA first Americans that are upset because of the stolen election, you've got to give them something to want to go out and canvas and make phone calls and knock on doors and do what they have to do in order to bring a veto-proof majority to the House and the Senate. And the only way you can do that was is with bold ideas, right? What did Reagan usually say? Bold colors, not pale pastels, right? Well, that's what we need to do. We need to take a piece of Reagan's playbook and be bold with bold colors and go out there and say, this is what we're going to do. We're going to get rid of vaccine mandates, which are popular with the majority of the American people. You know, we're going to pass a law that any teacher that teaches math and gives the wrong answers and says that that's correct, they lose their teaching job. You know, we have to get tough here. You know, we're going to build and construct the rest of the border wall. We're going to fund it. And we need your help because we have to be able to overcome the veto. If I was the Republicans, I would be running on, you know, a contract for a veto-proof majority. That's what you should call it. Maybe that's the name it needs to be. So that we get that out there in the vernacular so people can hear it and they can see it and they can visualize it. You know, when you have a goal, you write that goal down, and then when you can visualize that goal, it makes it easier to obtain. So let me ask you another question. We we had an election. We turn over the leadership in the House and the Senate. Who should be the speaker and who should be the majority leader in the House and the, the Senate? 
Um, wait before you answer that. Go ahead. We have to identify as part of your story who's going to lead us out. Who's going to lead us out of, what, what do you mean, out of the wilderness? Out? What do you mean? Out of this mess. Who's going to lead us out of this mess? We can talk about EO proof and, and all those things, but what, we're really need, what we need is to focus on two leaders, one for the House and one for the Senate, and say, when I'm, when I'm elected Speaker of the House or I'm elected Senate Majority Leader, these are the things that I'm going to do. Right. So who are the so, two? Obviously, there's been a lot of chatter about President Trump. Um, it is interesting that the rules allow for Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, or, you know, it, it doesn't matter who it is. You don't have to be a member of Congress to be appointed to the speaker. I can't even believe that's the rules. That but is crazy. It is. So with that being said, yes. how about President Trump being appointed speaker? I would run on that. I would say if you elect us, we make a pledge to you now that we will appoint President Trump to his rightful position as Speaker of the House. You win, you you then obviously impeach Biden, impeach Harris. Now he finishes out the last two years of the term. And as far as the majority leader, um, I would probably say either Josh Hawley, because he's pretty much a no compromise guy or maybe um, maybe Ted Cruz, but I'd be leaning towards either a Josh Hawley, maybe even a Rand Paul for that matter, but he's a little soft on foreign policy. So I, I would probably go with a, with a Josh Hawley as Senate Majority Leader. Okay. My question is simple. How is it possible, forget about the news media, the news media is against America, has been forever. Right. How is it possible that the, Demo the Republicans the ones who are in Congress cannot see what you're seeing. That's the tragedy. <laughs> it is. That's the it news is. media, if you forget about the news media, you have none. How is it conceivable that the Republicans don't see it the way you see it? And yet I see it. Yeah. And I'm a foreigner. Money? Only, only money? Money, only power, money. greed, corruption. Um, but this is immense corruption, for God's sake. When yep. you are bought by somebody, you, it's, it's complete, there's nothing left. You have no loyalty. Right. Let me, let me jump in there and give you a, an illustration, IQ, that will help answer your question. Last week, Moderna, or excuse me, Pfizer, announced a $6.9 billion purchase of a pharmaceutical company, and they paid 100% above market value I got your message so somebody is robbing the whole world and that's Pfizer mm -hmm. they're robbing us blind yes in plain sight Pfizer in my opinion is the most dangerous pharmaceutical company in existence by far they are more powerful than 75% of the world's countries. Um, they have more money than God. Yes. They have made billions upon billions, if not even a trillion dollars by now, right? What's the, the latest numbers? It's $1,000 per second, $92 million yeah, per, sort of per day. 
Yeah. So uh, they need to be reined in. You know, look, I've said this before. I'll say it again. No pharmaceutical company should be allowed to advertise on radio or television. It should be 100% banned. Any drug, doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. 100% banned. You should not be able to advertise a drug to the general public. They need to ban that. And as a matter of fact, I believe America and only one other country, I can't remember the other country, are the only two countries that allow advertising for pharmaceuticals. That's a problem. Yeah. Yeah, I just... The the one thing I think is just so strange about all this is that and I and I just keep coming back to this if we could figure out some way <laughs> to get everybody together because it seems like you've got the the the, the MAGA folks the the conserv the real conservatives they're against corporate greed they're against you know all this all this stuff. And then you've got mm-hmm. the real progressives who are against corporate greed and the pharmaceutical industry and their craziness. If we could just get everybody on the same page, <laughs> there would be so. The only way you're going to do that, the only way you're going to do that, is to close down Washington. Well, that that's. The now, thing. I know what you're thinking. What the hell are you talking about? Bro? <laughs> How can you close down Washington? Well, let me explain. I've actually talked about this for a book idea that I had many years ago. And I have said that with all the technology that we have, advanced technology, from Skype to Zoom to go to meetings to telephones to, you know, uh, all these different things that we can do, there's no reason why these people need to live in the cesspool of Washington, D.C. full time. We should make a rule that you're not allowed to have permanent residence within 100 miles of Washington, D.C. Now, what that would do is it would take the power structure in Washington and disperse it out of that area, and it would give it back to the states. So then you would actually have state senators at the U.S. state level that represent that state that then would go and they would go to Washington once a month or whatever it is just to vote on a bill. But then they would go back to their respective states and they would do the business of that state right there. The other thing we need to do is we need to get rid of pork barrel spending. What we ought to do is say, if there's any spending that's going to be done in any bill, if it's more than $50,000, It has to be excluded from any legislation, and it must become a ballot initiative to be voted on by the people in that state. So in other words, if Montana wants a uh, a bear hibernation center to study, then Iowa and New Jersey shouldn't have to pay for it. Montana should be able to vote on that, okay? If New York wants to study, I don't know— sewer rats for diseases why should alaska have to pay for that or or arizona let new york voters decide if they want to spend that kind of money so what i'm saying is we need to take the power structure of washington dc and destroy it get rid of it it was never supposed to be a full-time job 
It was always supposed to be part-time. And by doing that, you've now dispersed that power structure and everything out of that area. So the only thing that would remain would basically be the military, would be the White House, and, you know, a couple of other, you know, buildings, basically. But I've also said that we need to get rid of the, you know, uh, Secretary of Commerce, the uh, Secretary of Education, the, you know, the, the EPA, you know, all of these different uh, elements of the government and give them back to the states. Let the states have them. You could have Arkansas have a, you know, a Department of Commerce or, you know, uh, you know, one state could have, you know, uh, an environmental protection agency at the state level. That way we are no longer growing the size of government. We are going back to a constitutional republic and we are dispersing the power and giving it back to the people at the state level, which is where it should remain always. But again, those are ideas that would basically make both parties want to kill me. And I get it. <laughs> and you will deserve it, too. Yeah, because their, I'm a states' rights view, person. Yes, from their point of view, you are destructive. You are literally Correct. dismantling the sewer system. Exactly. I am going in there with a jackhammer, and I am draining that swamp, and then we're having other people grab these swamp monsters by the neck and throwing them into a fire. That's exactly what I'm trying to do. I, I love it. But who has the balls to do it? Dan, we can't hear you, my friend. Dan, we, we lost hear you for a while. You, you okay, buddy? Hey, okay. There we are. Now can you hear me? Yes, we yeah, got yeah, you, yeah. baby. We got what you. What happened? <laughs> but, let me follow up Josh's comment. Um, Where have you been? It's 2026 already. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead, Dan. I think I, I think what he's saying intellectually makes sense. From a practical standpoint, you're not going to get the Congress on its own to do that. Correct. Yeah. So the vehicle that provides the greatest amount of cover for the right and to attract the attention and and the input and the desire of the masses is a constitutional convention because we're we're, we're not going to let we're not going to let the politicians in Washington decide who should go and who should stay we're going to let the duly elected representatives of the people in the state government in in state legislatures be the participants in the convention and let them clean house and bring the power back to the individual states that's a wonderful idea too um you know, I've always been kind of against the convention of states in years past because I felt that it opens up Pandora's box to where many liberal ideas could get stuffed in there as well. But at this point now, with as crazy as things are and as left-leaning and Marxist and communist as these you know, elites are trying to bring this country and all the things that they're doing to get rid of our freedoms, I am now more and more and more enthusiastic about a potential convention of states. Because mm -hmm. now I see, what do we have to lose? Except for our freedoms, our liberty, our prosperity, our medical autonomy, our rights to the Second Amendment, our rights to freedom of speech. I mean, they are attacking everything. Mm -hmm. So because they are, now I see it as a totally different entity. I now see it as, you know what? You need 37 out of 50 states 
to convene a convention of states. I believe right now we have 34 states, so we are three away. And I think it's a great idea because it will be dominated at the state level by conservatives and by Republicans. And I believe that if we did this, we would have enough MAGA and uh, America Firsters that would put the pressure on these people to adopt policies that are good for freedom and liberty and prosperity. But it is opening up Pandora's box, and we do have to understand that as well. I do, but I, I believe if I, if I want to look for a theme, something to excite voters, a call to action for voters for the 2023 or 2022 midterms and the 23 election, Convention of the States, which is not, which is nonpartisan. It's the people who have decided they want to call a convention of the states through their elected state legislatures. I think that that's that's something that could catch fire and motivate a lot of people to say, "Here's the way we can." So it's a big educational challenge. I understand that. Mm. I think you will get attention if you say, "We cannot go on the way we are." Because we won't survive as a nation. Correct. That's so, a 100% factual statement. I agree with you 100% on that one. And so what you're saying to the American people, we're going to do nothing about it or we're going to do something about it. And what we're going to do is look to the Constitution that helps us solve a problem. And we have a major problem that we've gone away, way far away from our Constitution and your rights have been destroyed we need to bring them back, and we can't depend upon the Congress to bring them back to you. Right. And so we, the only way to do that is we have to call a convention of the states. Well, it's, as we, it's leaning towards that. It, it's definitely leaning to towards that. Bring that up again. We have got uh, a, a great show here today, and uh, we will be off next week because of Christmas. So uh, before we get to that, um, let's start with IQ. Uh, IQ, uh, wrap us up here. How do we get your books? And also, uh, what is your Christmas wish? I wish you, first of all, all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. But I want to you have well, a question. IQ. One question. Do you think Russia will invade Ukraine? Simple question. Probably. Um, when? I think you're going to probably see an invasion of Taiwan before you're going to see an invasion of Ukraine. Um, but I think it could be 90 to 180 days easily. Finally, finally, I thought it was the other way around. I thought no, the minute, no, I think Taiwan is in the much, minute much Putin more goes in, China will go in. I think China would go in first, clearly. Then Putin will go after. Um, the timing will have to be simultaneous. This way, you have to the understand. American administration cannot do shit about it. <laughs> right. I do not believe that the United States would defend Taiwan. I know other people think differently, but I don't think they would. And all you have to do is look at the fall of Talibanistan as a blueprint. Yep. I think that it has emboldened our enemies around the globe. They know there's a paper tiger and no leadership in the White House, and therefore they're emboldened to go and do these things that they may not have done with a President Trump there. And I think because of that, uh, we've already shown weakness with Afghanistan. I do not see us showing strength with Taiwan or Ukraine. So Definitely not. Definitely not. Agreed. 
I wish you well, everybody. So, Dan, um, how do we get in touch with you? And uh, what, what is what is your Christmas wish? <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, my, my Come on, Santa. You got to keep it short. <laughs> my, my Christmas, I'll make my Christmas wish uh, real, real, real short. I have a lot of the deals that I've got in the works happen. That's my Christmas wish. <laughs> but, uh, That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the serious acts with soldiers, veterans, um, first week and a half, we, bought a, we have about 120 pairs of shoes and almost 600 pairs of socks with two weeks to go. So wow. you can go to songs and stories for soldiers.us and there's a place where you can click on Amazon, order shoes and have them sent directly to me and we'll get them to the veterans facilities. Um, and, um, um, my new novel, my first romance novel, uh, is out this week. It, it's it's out, but it's not 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 in Amazon yet, but coming. It's called uh, Sad Eyes. It's a wonderful story, uh, a great read, and I'm excited about it coming out and um, showing people that I I understand my feminine side so much <laughs> that I can write a novel as a woman author. That's awesome. <laughs> TMI there, buddy. <laughs> I love it. So, so Josh, what is your Christmas wish, and how do we get in touch with you and everything? Oh, boy. My Christmas wish is always going to be the same. It's obviously for good health, for myself, for my family, for people that I love, for me to continue to fight each and every day to save this country, for this fraudulent administration to be defeated soundly for freedom to reign uh, in the new year and many years to come uh, for the Supreme Court to grow some balls and actually shoot down the uh, vaccine mandates so that people can live in in and have their medical autonomy uh, and really just uh, you know to make sure that Republicans and conservative Americans, not only win in 2022 and 2024, but they win big where they can exact change and not just monitor the decay. That's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, bring us up to speed on the website and everything, my friend. JoshBernsteinUncensored.com. If it's banned on social media, you'll find it there. Um, covering all kinds of interesting stories each and every day. Uh, hopefully I'm going to put this one up. Uh, maybe even tonight. I don't know. Um, last time you sent me a recording, though, it was really hard to hear. It was in and out and fuzzy and this and that. So uh, hopefully we get a better recording this time. We'll see what happens. Well, um, I will. I but, will. Uh, yeah, Josh Bernstein Uncensored.com. Well, uh, well, Dan, Josh, IQ, I will talk to you guys. Uh, well, IQ, we'll talk to in you. In the new year. In the new year. And I will Merry talk Christmas to you guys. To Towards yeah. the end of the Thank year. You. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. There they go. That is Josh Bernstein, IQ, our Zoli. And, of course, the great Dan Perkins. And you can get a hold of us online at JiggyJaguar.com. That is that. That wraps it up here from our big program. And uh, we will inevitably see you next time. Peace and chicken grease, as they say. What's up, sir? 
So real quick. So last time you sent me one, I was going to use it, but I, I, it didn't come out. The okay, you know, the audio was was you know choppy. You couldn't hear anything. Every third word. So I'm hoping that doesn't happen again. But well, um, what I think I'm going to okay, do if, if it uh, does if it does happen again, what I'm going to do is I think I'm going to start running a Skype uh, recording on my. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.